and welcome to Property Done Properly, the show that explains all aspects of the built environment. I am Ian Rogers and thank you for tuning in today. Please subscribe, like, follow and share this as much as possible so I can spread the word as widely as I possibly can. At the end of the day, when property is done properly, everybody wins. Hello and welcome back. Today I'm going to be looking at uh, 3D aspect of the BIM or building information modelling um, in my mini series on BIM. So covering off what we're going to be doing today, I'm going to review what BIM is about and the dimensions of BIM in case you haven't uh, listened into any of the previous ones. Um, and then I'm going to deal with um, the 3D model itself, an introduction to that, what it's about, the benefits of modelling in 3D, how to start a 3D model, what software, the tips, BIM coordination, challenges, and a conclusion. So without more ado, we'll get on, crack on and uh, get into this uh, session on 3D BIM. So just a brief overview of what BIM itself is or building information modeling. BIM is a process of generating and managing building data during its complete life cycle from conceptual design through operation of the building. BIM is a digital representation of the complete physical and functional characteristics of a built asset. BIM is an integrated workflow that enables architects, engineers and builders to explore a project digitally before it is built. And this is a very key aspect of BIM and it allows collaboration with, with all parties such that they can um, collaborate together and sort out issues from a design perspective, from an integration perspective, from a buildability perspective. Unlike what you can what you couldn't do with a 2D flat plan, as I discussed in the previous episode. A BIM model can contain information on design, construction, logistics, assets, operation, maintenance, budgets, and schedules. In other words, anything to do with that built asset. So the dimensions of uh, BIM, um, you've got 2D basic flat uh, plan, you've got three 3D three-dimensional model, which we're covering off um, in, in this particular episode. Then you have 4D scheduling or programming, 5D cost estimation, uh, 6D sustainability and energy, 7D facilities management, and there's rumoured to be 8D, 9D, and even 10D in terms of health and safety, industrialization, and, and those sorts of things. And I'll be covering each one of these off in, in separate mini episodes. So 3D or three-dimensional model, um, a brief introduction. So enhanced 3D visualization of the entire project can be achieved using a 3D model. It enables um, a streamlined communication between all the parties to take place because everybody will be working on the same platform. You may have your own specialist um, piece of software, AutoCAD, um, scheduler or, or what have you, uh, depending on your discipline, but you will be working on an integrated uh, platform. So that will really streamline and improve communications. Um, you can therefore then share design expectations and where, where the design is going. It allows for easy collaboration between the team members because you can automatically work out clash detection and things like that. Um, so, so therefore, integrating between the architect, the structural engineer, and the various MEP or mechanical, electrical and plumbing engineers allows everything to be fully coordinated and visualized before you get anywhere near site. And it also allows a contractor, if he's on board early enough, to integrate with that and say, from his experience on a buildability point of view, what can and can't be done from a 
a cost-effective way of building it. It reduces the instances of rework and revisions, therefore it removes the potential for, for a lot of variations and disputes and delays and things like that. So therefore it has got the ability to reduce costs considerably. And it is reckoned that by using BIM alone, the overall construction cost should come down by at least 10% and possibly more. It allows complete transparency from the beginning. And if the client is want wanting to, they can go in and look at this and see how it's developing and get an overview um, and, and therefore sign off things a lot easier. Um, it will allow for a common data environment. So all the data is stored in a common way on a common platform. And this can be your specifications, um, room data sheets, whatever you've got in terms of data can be stored on, a, on an integrated platform. And you can have uh, graphical and non-graphical data. So you can even use this, in, in my view, for all the um, data management of the whole project. So all the documentation or the contracts, everything else should be able to go onto the common data environment. So what is 3D modeling and what, what does it involve? 3D modeling is a process used to create a three-dimensional representation of an asset. Um, it is a virtual model and it contains intelligent 3D objects instead of just 2D lines. So although you start with maybe a 2D line plan, you put in the, the various aspects of height and it will then start to project that upwards where you can then put the windows in and everything else. And you can put in all your assets um, or your doors or your mechanical electrical work. And you can do these individually as disciplines, but then integrate them into the one model so that you can then see the coordination between it all. The key to the success of this, like anything, is setting it up correctly at the very, very beginning. By doing that, you will have many benefits coming out of that, which I will discuss shortly. By doing this correctly and setting it up and getting the objects set up, getting the naming convention set up correctly, um, you can then move forward and use all the data in there in, in a cohesive way. The old IT um, adage of garbage in, garbage out is so true when it comes to BIM modelling. By using BIM modelling, it can help with the visualisation, quantification and simulation of design the construction and other tasks related to the building process. So you can run building sequences. So you can bolt in your scheduling, uh, you can run the timeline of the scheduling and run a 3D visualization of the building process. So you can then see where potential issues are in terms of material flow, uh, deliveries, all of that sort of thing. You can also bolt in all of the cost control modules, the build a bill of quantities and things like that. So it all comes off of this one model. And, and therefore you can then start to simulate cash flow and, and various other things because it's integrated against the schedule. The, the model can simulate various aspects of the construction process, such as traffic flow, material movement, even lighting. It can even do sustainability. So you can look at aspects of sunlight and heat gain and various other things. 3D models are created by drawing in 2D um, with elevation data, generating a three-dimensional representation of the walls, windows, pumps, pipes, and everything in between. So you just build up a complete composite model. And traditionally, this has been done on very large, complex projects. But in my view, it can be done right the way down to a small house, as I am currently doing with my own uh, refurbishment projects in, in my own house. Once the data is inputted into the into the BIM uh, tools and software, it can be used to create various views of the building or structure, such as plans, sections, elevations, perspective views, and more. 
You can hone in on particular elements. You can actually um, have 3D graphical representation of all the windows with everything else disappeared. You can do a multitude of things with this model if it's set up correctly in the first place. The benefits of, of 3D modeling are primarily they provide a, a more visual and easily understandable representation of the construction project than a, a 2D flat plan. So this is very useful for clients being able to visualize what they're going to get at the end of the day. A lot of people cannot read a 2D flat plan. I'm, I'm lucky because I've been in the industry all my life. I can read a 2D plan and visualize what, what's going to come out of it. But I know a lot of people cannot do that. And it is it is very challenging for them to look at a flat plan and then visualize what they're going to get and how it's going to look. And as I say, the, the other benefits, it can also generate accurate estimates of construction costs, timelines and many other uses. And some of these I will cover in, in future future episodes. So it has got many, many benefits for driving the, the project forward from an early stage. So in terms of starting a 3D model, a 3D model should actually always come first um, before the 2D drawing. So you need to set up the dimensions and, 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 and everything else. And then you didn't do the 2D drawings and everything else then comes from that. However, sometimes it is easier to get started to create a model from a digital copy of your building plans. So if you've got an ordinary flat plan that hasn't been done in um, a 3D model, you can import that and then go from there. This can be done simply by scanning existing paper plans. The technology is there. So I've got a project um, out in the Caribbean, which has already been designed in the old fashioned 2D way. And I want to convert that when I inherit that project into doing a full 3D model of it. Um, and therefore, I can scan in all the existing documentation into a 3D model and then use the 3D model to enhance it and, and amplify what we've got and see where all the issues are. And then we can develop the, the, the design from there. Once you have a digital copy of your plans, you can then begin to reference the 2D, trace the walls and add the detailed information about the dimensions, materials and each element. And this is where it's critical that you set this up right at the beginning, as I've already said, with all the naming conventions so that other packages can pull information out of the model in a consistent way. This 2D to 3D process sometimes is how the models are created in the real world as well. This process helps pre-construction teams find all of the issues with an existing 2D plan set. So if the contractors can come on board, the specialist um, engineering companies and all that sort of thing, they can look at this and say, well, that's not going to work. But we would suggest this. And so you can then get a true collaboration as you process through and go forward. So that's really the, the essence of how to start a BIM model. So what software programs are used? Well, there, there's multiple software programs for use in, in uh, 3D modeling. And as I say, this software allows architects, engineers, and construction professionals to collaborate on the design and construction and operation of the building. However, each person will have their own software that will fit into this. I mean, in terms of architect, there's Autodesk um, Rivet, there's Archicad, there's Allplan, there's Vectorworks, SolidWorks, BricsCAD. Um, they're all the typical packages that um, architects will use. Primarily, in my experience, they use either Autodesk or Archicad. They're the two most common ones. Then when you get to the structural elements, there's a, a package called Tecla, which integrates into BIM, but allows all the structural elements to be designed in a 3D model. And then we'll come on to this in future um, episodes when you come to scheduling and uh, the, the cost control and, and, and those ele elements. There are specialist pro uh, programs for that as well. 
Each program has its own unique set of features and capabilities. And each program has capabilities of scaling or not. Some of the smaller packages really are only capable of being used on smaller projects. Things like Autodesk can be used on anything, basically. Um, so, so you need to choose your software programs that you're going to use carefully. And then you need to make sure you've got the capability of integrating them properly on a common data environment and, and, and those sorts of things. There is a particular system that I am aware of that is fully integrated from the beginning, and it's something that I will be using going forward. So some tips for creating 3D models. Any designer or engineer will tell you that accuracy is vital in 3D modeling. I mean, accuracy is vital in anything we do within the construction uh, process. So the last thing you want is for your model to be inaccurate and, and all over the place. Unfortunately, even the most experienced designers sometimes struggle to create true life 3D models. And you need specialist expertise in setting this up. Um, and there are a number of companies and one that I work with in particular, um, they know how to advise on setting this up to get the best out of it. One of the most important things to keep in mind when creating 3D models is the scope of your project. And this comes back to some of the stuff I've done in a lot of previous elements in getting your project initiation done correctly, scoping it correctly, defining it correctly. All of that sort of thing helps to set up the 3D model correctly. Then you need to define um, who will use the model. This will um, enable you to determine the level of detail necessary for your model. It's essential to consider the purpose of your model. Is it just going to be for the design or are you going to bolt everything into that? Because as I say, you need to set this up correctly, depending on how far you're going with the integration process. Do you really need to create a realistic representation of your existing site or will some basic massing of the existing conditions be enough? So again, you can now do 3D scanning of the existing site and import that in. Personally, it's something I would do because then you've got no excuses. You've got the exact topography. You've got all the um, structures that may exist on third party sites adjacent to your site all captured in a 3D model. And that blocking and massing can then be looked at. And then when you do your modeling, you can look at the impact of what you're designing on that environment and your neighborhood. So it, it is important, I think, to, to get a, a detailed electronic um, scan of the existing site. The level of accuracy required will also differ depending on your goal. If you're using manufacturer's pro um, products, you won't necessarily need to be precise as you would if you were designing complex systems that need to be built from scratch using your pre-fabrication um, level drawings. So again, this is about integration. So if you're doing all the fabrication drawings on, on CAD, that is one thing. If you're expecting your suppliers to do that, that is another thing, and that's another level of integration. Now, what you've got to remember is a number of specialist uh, companies, particularly engineering companies who may be providing the structural steel or the um, ductwork or the plumbing systems, they are not familiar with designing in 3D, and they haven't got the systems and capability of integrating into yours to do the shop drawings, the fabrication level drawings. So it may be something that the design team has to consider that they will then push out all the fabrication drawings. Now that has its own challenges and risks, but it's something that needs to be thought through from an early stage. Once you've determined the scope and purpose of your project, you can start to focus on the details. This comes back to what I've previously said, that you need to get the basics right from the very beginning. The accuracy is all about getting the small things right. And that is so true in life generally, but with this, you've got to get every detail correct to make it work in, in, in an orderly way. Paying attention early on to the or origin point and the coordination systems is also vital. 
and this comes back to things like the naming conventions, the geography set up, the what, what, what have you know, if you've got multiple buildings, how you're setting up those multiple buildings, how you're doing the hierarchy across the buildings, the the the, the, the levels and then the rooms and everything else all needs to be laid out properly um, from the very beginning. So then you've got the coordination of all of these different elements coming in together. So how does this process work? The coordination process in 3D is generally works by allowing different team members to work on various aspects of the model concurrently. So you will need data managers, um, a BIM manager and a coordinator to make this happen correctly. You then need to integrate all of their contributions onto a single cohesive model. This process does have its challenges. One of the biggest challenges is ensuring that all team members work with the same updated model version. So there's a whole lot of control mechanisms that need to come into, into place here. This cannot be easy to manage when team members are located in different areas or working at different times in, 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 as required. Again, I will be doing a lot of projects going forward with multiple time zones involved, people in America, people in Africa, people in the Caribbean, people in the UK or Europe. So you've got to watch what you're doing with this and look at how it's all, all set up. So you then you need to have a clear BIM execution plan. Um, and that's something I may well be looking at later on. You need to have a, a solid common data environment um, in terms of what's going on. Uh, and you need to have model syncing software. So if you've got an integrated software, that's fine. But if you've got um, elements that are on different packages and they're being integrated, you've got to be very careful how you integrate this together. Another challenge is dealing with conflicts between different team members and their different contributions and how you coordinate that and put it together. For example, if two members are working on the same area of the model, they may inadvertently make ch changes that conflict with each other. So you've got to be very careful how this all comes together. To address these challenges, some coordination tools allow team members to see each other's work in real time, which can help prevent conflicts from arising in the first place. Additionally, some tools like um, BIM track and Rosito uh, provide mechanisms for resolving conflicts automatically or with minimal input from other users. Using such tools makes it possible to improve the coordination process in BIM and BIM modeling and therefore make it more integrated and effective and efficient. So moving on, what challenges does 3D BIM represent? Construction industry increasingly turns to 3D BIM to plan and construct buildings more effectively. However, the top technology represents several challenges that need to be overcome for it to become truly effective. One challenge is the increasing complexity of data that needs to be managed. And this is why having a common data environment and all that management of data is very, very critical. More dimension and, and stakeholders are involved, making it potentially difficult for more traditional industry to keep track of the information. So the more you've got on, in, involved in your um, model, like 4D, 5D, 6D, et cetera, the more that integration becomes more challenging why you've got to have robust systems and management systems around it. The other challenge is needing specialist software and hardware for people that are not so familiar with this. So not all construction firms have the necessary resources to invest in these tools, particularly if it's a small engineering firm. Even those that do, do often struggle to keep up with the ever-changing technology, it still can be a challenge. There is a learning curve for both designers and contractors to use this. So training and integration is, is vital. It can take some time for teams to get to working with a 3D model 
and even collaborating properly online. There are what's known as three levels, level one, level two, and level, level three. Level three is full integration and collaboration. The UK government is currently mandating level two, which is just to use the 3D model across all disciplines. So you need to be careful how you're doing this and, and working forward. Personally, I would invoke a full collaboration process because I think the benefits are there, but you've got to be cognizant of the fact that a lot of people won't be used to doing it that way. By investing in the right software and training, firms can transition to 3D BIM um, and reap the many benefits that will be there. So in conclusion, 3D modeling can be extremely valuable process for the construction professionals. It ultimately allows for a more efficient, accurate and collaborative design process. You can set deadlines for yourself, for others, so there are no surprises later on down the line. You can share progress updates instantly through email as soon as something is done. So we've looked at what BIM is and the different dimensions, uh, an overall introduction to what 3D modeling is about, um, the benefits of it, how to start 3D, the software, some, some tips, some BIM coordination, the challenges that you might expect, and, and wrapped it all up. Now, this is a complex area and you will need specialist professional advice to make this work correctly. So saying that, if you need to want, find out more or want to talk about this, please uh, get in contact with, uh, with me through ianjrogers.com. I look forward to hearing from you and uh, dialoguing with you in due course. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the show and I really appreciate your support. I hope you found the episode interesting and managed to take at least one thing away to implement and improve the way you are undertaking or operating your property developments. Please subscribe, follow, share and like the show so I can spread the word further. Take care until next time. You can find me on ianjrogers.com if you want to find out further information about what I do or want to connect with me. And remember, when property is done properly, everybody wins.